Welcome to the Yoga Coffee Magic Podcast with your magical host, Ray. I designed this podcast to help share my personal experiences through my self-growth journey. Several years ago, I was faced with and diagnosed with severe anxiety, PTSD, and depression. And through my journey of trying to battle my mental health, I learned it's not a battle, it's a choice every day. And these podcasts are a collection of my positive choices and lessons learned when I went through the thick of it. I hope the words that you guys hear through this podcast resonate with you and help you understand that this is something everybody faces. When you are going through it, you are not going through it alone. So go ahead, brew that cup of coffee, stretch it out, and come to your safe space because in this podcast, we're going to get ready to grow. Hello, this is a public service announcement sponsored by Ray and Yoga Coffee Magic. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Ray Violet, and this is season two of Yoga Coffee Magic. Hello, my mindful little students, and welcome back to season two of Yoga Coffee Magic with your wonderful host, me, Ray. And if you're new here, my magical little souls, thank you. Thank you for showing up, and I hope you enjoy this season, and feel free to go back and listen to the awkward foundation that is Yoga Coffee Magic, because this season is going to be a whole new ball game for you guys. I am coming back recharged and ready to go. It is 2020, the year of vision and growth, and that is exactly what I plan to bring to you guys through my content and my episodes. Now, obviously, I took a short break in between my seasons. I need a little bit of recharge time. Of course, with the holidays, a whole bunch of birthdays, anniversaries, I just needed time to do absolutely nothing. I mean, I did things. I did my normal things, my cleaning, my reading, the taking care of my kids. Yes, I showered. Um, But honestly, I didn't push myself. Like if I wanted to work out, cool, I worked out. You know, if I wanted to take a nap when Grayson napped, I took a nap. Like I didn't force myself to go and do, and I didn't allow myself to feel guilty for it. And honestly, I was able to watch a whole bunch of great shows during his naps and just chill which was great um grace and frankie is back one of my absolute favorite shows on netflix oh i cannot say enough amazing things about this show if you have not heard about grace and frankie yet i don't know what rock you're living under um you're done living with patrick star come to the surface We have Grace and Frankie. It's wonderful. Um, How do I break this down for you? I don't even remember how they describe the show because there's so many twists and turns. I don't want to give anything away, but it is jaw-dropping, 
heartwarming, light, funny, highly recommend comedy for all ages. That is definitely one of my guilty pleasures. Um, I also kind of got super obsessed with the Aaron Hernandez like murder investigation. Um, there was something on Oxygen that I watched. It was like a two-part special, totaled like almost four hours. And of course, that special took one turn, right? And they almost made him seem like the bad guy, you know? And then you watch the Netflix version, and it's got like almost a completely different view. Some things line up, of course, but I always find that interesting when it comes to crime shows and how the evidence presents differently depending on which side you're on, <laughs> right? Like who can spin the story the best? Um, but yeah, that's an interesting topic as far as Aaron Hernandez and everything he went through. Um, if you guys are not familiar, Aaron Hernandez was a pro football player and not for very long. Um, it was maybe only, what, like a couple years. He played for the Patriots and he was caught up in some crazy drama, um, like several murders drama. Um, and oh my gosh, like the evidence, the way it all unfolded, you're just like, what? What? Like, I'm still, when I think about it, my mind trips. Like, I can't put it into great words to describe for you because I'm still processing, honestly. Um, but truly, the sad part is this gentleman was only maybe 27 years old, I think, when he um, finally took his life. And when they did an autopsy and did a brain scan, they had figured out that he had CTE, um, which is caused you know, from repeated head trauma, most commonly found in football players, obviously, getting concussions over and over from the time he was, you know, playing peewee football until pro ball. But the damage caused his brain to deteriorate to the point where it was the, the same brain as like a 76-year-old that had dementia, or maybe it was like 86-year-old. Either way, he was 27. Like, his frontal lobe was gone guys like it was gone and a lot of people interviewed were like oh that's no excuse um it's science like do you not see the freaking mri right here like the brain's missing like that's the same thing you would find in an alzheimer patient who forgot something and you wouldn't say there's no excuse for them it's the same situation i know it's not as commonly known but like that show whoo whoa that was intense. That's a complete opposite spectrum of Grace and Frankie. Um, so of course I watched the Aaron Hernandez and then I balanced it out with Grace and Frankie at the end. Um, I still have a couple episodes to finish. I haven't finished Grace and Frankie, so nobody spoil that for me. Um, I still probably have four episodes to go, but those have been my guilty pleasures while I've been taking my break. Um, just reading some books, actually. That's kind of some of my goals that I have. Um, for this year. So I got three goals that I set for myself. Number one is reading more books that are in tune with things that I'm excited about, um, that light me up, things that I kind of didn't allow myself to read before. Um, books about, you know, spirituality and mindfulness and, you know, cultivating creativity and like the books that 
are in the self-help section that you're like, am I that person? But I want to be better. So why not read from people who have been through it, right? Like that's why they put these books out here. So I definitely went to the library and stocked up. Um, I've read at least two books so far. I'm starting another. Um, and this might be the first time I read every book I checked out from the library. Um, I'm one of those people I over check out books because I don't know what my mood will be. Um, I have to be in a certain mood to read a certain type of book. Um, but what I am finding with reading the books that I chose and the subjects, I can't get enough. Like I can't stop turning the pages unless I have to for some reason. So choosing that as my number one goal, thank you meditation and listening to myself because that was spot on. My second goal for the year is to become a green goddess. I don't know how well that's going to turn out. I really don't have a great track record keeping plants alive. I can keep tiny humans alive and I do it very well. Multiple, in fact. Um, but between me either over or underwatering, or my cats eating the plants, they generally don't last long. My cats even try and eat the fake plants I bring in the house, you guys. So as much as I love the greenery, I just started to feel so guilty that I was just murdering plants. <laughs> and that was the opposite. I wanted to birth them. Um, so... After Christmas, I went to TJ Maxx and I found this like planner starter kit for an American elm tree. Ironically, um, a month after we moved into our home this summer, this like beautiful like three tree centerpiece to our backyard that gave us literally like 90% shade just pooped the bed. And we're a little sad about that. We really liked the tree. It gave us privacy um, because there's like a public park like right behind our backyard almost. Um, so I got the tree thinking, hey, at some point it would be really cool to replace that tree with this one. Um, I don't know how well it's going so far. I mean, I followed the initial instructions. I feel pretty well. Um, I have remembered to keep the pith, which is like the soil substance um, with the seeds, damp, not dry, not wet. Um, I do my best to make sure that I transfer the plant to windows for sunshine, but windows that also have vents nearby so it's not too cold. And we'll see. I mean, I feel it's only been about a week since I planted the seeds and the instructions did say it takes four to six weeks to see any sprouting so ee, we'll see I mean I know winter is not the best time to probably grow plants however I am impatient which is really bad so this might be just a lesson to me like wait see see how much time you wasted um or it might be a great lesson that I stuck to it and it grew um, to be continued. I will keep you guys updated on that as that rolls out. Um, so far on my Instagram, I have a couple updates and I normally keep an update in my Magic Monday about that. 
um, because if this thing sprouts, I'm gonna name it. It's it's gonna be one of my babies, and it's gonna become a tree in our backyard at some point. And you know, who knows? Maybe you know, since this house used to be Nick's mom's and we got it from her, maybe one day the boys will raise their family here and that tree will be back there. Who knows? Wishful thinking. But uh, that's goal number two for me. Um, so if these sprout, then that is my sign I can progress to two plants. Um, if it doesn't sprout in the time frame it says, then I will wait until the appropriate time frame in spring to introduce house plants. Um, so that's kind of like where I set my boundary and expectations for um, progression on that goal. Because I always tell myself, okay, cool. If it goes this path, like not going to be disappointed. I'm just going to take the lesson and like go this direction and then vice versa. Um, which I find is a very healthy way to negate all of the negative what ifs, right? You give yourself hey, guess what? It's either going to go good or bad. Here's one good, one bad. This is how I can positively affect my bad reaction, you know, to what goes bad and then how I can continue my positive, whatever. Um, moving on, because you guys are probably like plants, boring, or maybe you guys are into plants. And if you are and you have some tips, oh my gosh, please, 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 please share them. I am always open to feedback and tips. Um, my third goal leading into this episode is just being able to be me and an unfiltered me. And I'm not saying like drop F-bombs and what have you here and there. No, that's not my goal. What I'm saying is I don't want to hold back. Like, yes, I've shared very like raw content with you guys and personal experiences, but that's still a fraction of like what I have and what I want to share. And I find myself always kind of balancing between do people care? Like, is it worth putting out there and being so vulnerable? And every time I just listen to myself and come inward, like the message is clear, just share it. Because every time I do share something with you guys without holding back in a post or an episode, those are the ones that you guys reach out to me and say, those words i needed this today or i was having the worst day and i listened to your imposter episode and it completely changed everything around you guys do not understand like how much those words mean to me when you share those and the best way that i can honor like you guys sharing those personal experiences with me is to stop holding back and to give you me me unfiltered, raw, giving it you like it is because a lot of people when I tell them like my inner thought process or my inner coaching process to myself, they giggle because by nature, I'm a funny person, but I'm also like straight up say it like it is like tough love, right? I'm going to be that for you guys. Like I'm going to be your tough love coach, okay? I'm not here to be mean. I'm not here to say, suck it up, buttercup. But I am. And I'm going to. Because if you are perpetually living a life and choosing to let the negativity overcome you, or, you know, if you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water, I'm going to coach you to swim. 
I'm gonna coach you to lay on your back and float down the lazy river with ease. And I'm gonna tell you like it is because sometimes that's what you need and that's what has to happen to break through the ego to really humble somebody. You need to hear those words that just dagger and that is my superpower. But sometimes it's also kind of my weakness because a lot of people can't handle that. So I always try and find a balance of being straight up with people and like being nice and not over coaching. So I figure if you're showing up here to my podcast and what I'm saying is resonating with you and if you really want the results that I have and that I'm continuing to cultivate, you have to follow the steps and you're going to have to listen to the coaching. So from here on out, you and I, pinky promise each other right now, contracted bond for podcast life that we both show up humbled, ready to learn from each other even and be ourselves unfiltered. When you come to my podcast and you listen, drop your ego, drop any prejudice that you have, any previous thoughts, and just soak up the words. And I promise the words that I provide you will be everything that is on my heart, unfiltered. Obviously, filtered in a sense that makes sense to you. I'm not going to blah, 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 like, you know, just ramble things off. But I am going to give you exactly what's on my heart because I'll be driving and I'll be like, man, today's rough. And then I turn it around and I'm like, oh, I could make a really great podcast about this. And then of course, doubt kicks in, but I am done with doubt. I had a conversation with doubt. Doubt has learned the only space it has is the back corner of the room. It is no longer driving. I'm in the driver's seat. So with that being said, buckle up, brew your cup of coffee, And let's dive into this episode, episode one of season two, and allow me to reintroduce myself to you. Hello guys, and welcome to episode one of season two, allow me to reintroduce myself. I feel that I had failed you guys the first time when I tried to describe who I was, where I came from, and why I even started this. So I'm going to do my best to not bore you, not go crazy down crazy rabbit holes, but give you a nice short, sweet synopsis of my life leading up to the point that created Yoga Coffee Magic. So I was born Rachel Linan Malling, February 7th, 1990. Yes, which means I turned 30 in less than a month. Um, One thing I do want to say is I am going to do, obviously, a very short, quick, factual, like, this is my timeline. Um, I'm not going to, like, dive into deep side stories for my timeline, Um, only to save time, guys, because that's like 30 years worth of stuff. Um, But at some point, I'm sure obviously through my episodes you will get to know the side stories and when i say these facts they are not to hurt anyone they are not to you know 
jab at anyone because one thing that I think that I suffered with a lot, even when I was in therapy, um, talking to my therapist was being able to explain why I was mad at people um, because I felt guilty. Like, even if somebody wronged me, I felt guilty for being mad at them because in my mind, I could remember some good that they did, even if the atrocity was really bad. And I always felt if they did at least one good, they weren't bad. And I mean, great, that's a really positive logic maybe to have, but not for someone who went through a lot of childhood trauma and things like that. And one thing that my therapist told me, my last therapist who was really amazing, uh, he retired sadly, um, was that I had a huge issue of speaking to what happened to me as if I was afraid those people would get mad at me. And honestly, deep down, I didn't want them mad at me. And it took me a lot of years to realize that was the young girl in me who wasn't nurtured or cared for that was always scared and walking on eggshells. There are facts of my life. Everyone is human. I do not hold a grudge towards anybody in my life at this point. It's either you're in or you're out. You know, I've just developed this mindset of I'm a mom now. Um, so when I go through my timeline, some facts may seem harsh. Some may seem cold. I am not trying to point fingers at anybody. I'm just going to give you a brief rundown and it is what it is. And these are the facts of my life and I no longer hold guilt and I stick true to my promise, my podcast pinky promise to you to be unfiltered. All right. So right born February of 90 um parents were not married or engaged i'm not even sure they were in a relationship when i was born which is totally fine to me um i feel honestly knowing the facts of life um in the history of that honestly i'm grateful that was probably the best outcome of that situation so i'm fine there um so it was my mom and i until I was about two or three, um, then my stepdad was introduced. Um, stepdad was okay until my younger sisters were born, and then some weird biological thing went on with him where they were seen as different and superior. Um, from there, a lot of physical and emotional abuse occurred from him. And this started from about like age three or four and it escalated over the years um, and coincided with childhood molestation from my grandfather. Um, so I was not only emotionally and physically abused as a child, but yes, my grandfather also abused me sexually as a child. Um, and this all started around the age of three and four Molestation stopped around, I'd say third grade, when I started to hit a little bit of puberty. Um, not much, because puberty was not kind to me. Um, and then my stepdad was only in my life until about sixth grade, so until I was about 12. Now, get ready for some irony. Right around the time that my mom started going through a divorce enters real dad right 
So unfortunately, my mother's divorce took a, what felt like a very long time. I'm pretty sure it was maybe like two and a half years. Like my stepdad was not a kind person um, to the point where he had like broken into the house one night um, and broke some things through like a lit cigarette butt into the house. Um, yeah, not the best choices one could make. Um, so very interesting divorce there, um, especially to be like right around the age of like puberty, like you know enough to kind of understand what's going on, but not at the maturest level, obviously. Um, so in fifth grade, it was like right as my mom and stepdad were separating um, before the divorce actually took place, my real dad entered. Um, he was engaged to somebody um, and I remember like I didn't I didn't know my dad right like growing up not to go into crazy side stories but to give you an idea he took off when I was two or three and he would randomly pop up like I would be like when I say randomly pop up I would be coming home from school like walking home from the bus stop and see a strange man sitting outside my house on the porch or leaning up against a car now anyone who knows me knows my mother did not raise no gosh darn fool if there's a strange man you do not know sitting outside your house you do not go to your house so every time i would freak out go to a neighbor's go to like if like a gas station was nearby like anywhere else because i was terrified i didn't know this person and every time he would get offended now as an adult how the bloop 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 was i supposed to know who he was okay he took off he wasn't there my dad was unfortunately the man that my mother was divorcing um so in fifth grade he shows up and this time it's for real right he's got a lady he's like no no i've been living in mishawaka for years what i grew up in michigan you're 45 minutes away for years and you didn't come see me what so as a kid i didn't question that and put that all together i'm just thinking weird i don't know this guy um and it kind of sucked because it was right around the time that like the weekends were like the times that you spent with your friends you went skating you went to the mall you started to do stuff you started to socialize you started to become a person and here i had a father trying to whoop right into it um so that was an interesting time then flash forward only a couple years my dad is getting a divorce and it's right at the tail end of my mom's divorce and honestly i feel like my mom's divorce when it actually ended that line kind of blurred you know where the divorce ended and like the after divorce period started because the behavior of my stepdad didn't change the threats the you know unsafe feeling that he continued to you know provide didn't go away um so still during all of that crazy time i am now spending my weekends with a single man who's divorced or going through a divorce not fun um i thought that time period would give me a chance to get to know my father yeah mm -hmm didn't like a lot of the things that I uh I found out uh we did have weird things in common we both put chips in our sandwiches 
we both love scary movies and watching cars and races like i mean there was some things i was like wow i didn't know we had that in common which is always cool to have with another human being whether you're related or not um there's always that central connection like humans just want to connect with other humans um so to say that my 12 13s was a confusing time is to say the least um that's when puberty also tried to start kicking in um puberty was not kind to me it came dragging its feet um unwilling to wake up and that did not that was not fun nope nope i'm 30 and still like thinking about that time i just cringe in my own skin and i'm 30 okay i am literally an adult in my own home on a podcast and when i think about going through puberty does anybody else do that and to think i'm gonna have to help my children go through puberty soon oh my gosh i don't even want to think about that three boys lord save me um but puberty was not kind so obviously from sixth grade until the end of high school was the most awkward six years of my life um damn near a decade guys (laughs) damn near uh yeah puberty was not fun i got picked on you know because i didn't have boobs i got picked on because i was skinny um i made people sick people thought i was anorexic people thought i was bulimic um i would be called size zero uh people tell me to stand sideways so they couldn't see me um the wind would blow me over if i went outside um yeah i remember trying to ask my mom to go shop for the first training bra um because i didn't really have boobs i just had like swollen nipples that looked awkward through my shirt and she laughed at me and just said you don't need a bra you have bee stings well who wants to hear that from their mom right like asking your mom to go get a bra is supposed to be like this experience right and it was not and it never was um i was continuously made to feel insecure about my body by both friends family peers teachers like everyone so growing up rachel molly had the worst view about herself when i looked in the mirror guys (laughs) i saw one of those unclothed bloated like belly children from third world countries like that's the image i had in my head from all of the words that were thrown at me because when it's more than just strangers saying it and that's the thing complete strangers would stop me and ask me if i've ever ate a fucking burger sorry okay i was gonna try not to cuss in my podcast going forward but when i get passionate they slip out this one's explicit sorry warning guys but no seriously people would ask me if i had ever tasted or eaten an effing burger i had the highest metabolism there ever was i begged for my mom to take me to the doctor to get me tested and even the doctor told me i was in i was insane i should be grateful for how thin i was even though i was technically underweight for my age and height and was growing up but I was never sick 
and I was always freaking healthy. They had no concerns. But yet, they voiced concerns, right? So, puberty, not so great, not so fun. Graduate high school, um, I did start to go to college for graphic design. Um, I started going to Southwestern Michigan College, and I actually got a full-ride scholarship my first year. Um, my ceramics teacher, Ms. Bunner, oh gosh, I love her. I melt every time I say her name. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, and the universe randomly has me run into her out in public, which she's like a freaking unicorn, guys. Like, for me to run into her at the mall, like, you, Miss Bunner is the most, like, natural, live on a farm, peaceful, she's freaky, she's freaky Bergstein. Oh my god, I just put it all together. My ceramics teacher is freaky Bergstein. No wonder why I love Grace and Frankie so much. Uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna have to message her and make sure she watches this show. Um, but my senior year, at that point, I had taken all the ceramics classes I could, and there were no more to sign up for, so... Ms. Bunner asked me to be a teacher's aide and work on a portfolio for college, and I'm glad that I did, and she spoke to the professors and got me in. I went and did a couple years um, and was also juggling living on my own. Um, I did not find living at home enjoyable after I hit 18. Um, I had a curfew of 10 p.m. on weeknights, and I had college classes that went until 10.20 p.m. And I am not kidding, and I am not over-exaggerating, when my mother still expected me to be home by 10 p.m. She said, it's college. You don't have to stay until the end. Uh, I'm paying for it. She didn't pay a dime towards my college education. Not a dime savings bonds that I was supposed to have for my college education was gone. I maybe had a couple, a couple. So everything was on me. I was not going to leave the end of classes when they give you the homework assignments. Like what? It was that insane. Um, and at that point I was an adult and I had to make a choice. I could either accept that situation or change it. So I changed it. At 19 years old, I moved out with who was my boyfriend at the time and two of his best friends that I was also friends with. And it was a fun experience. It was definitely like your first apartment, you know, tons of gamer dudes. All of my gamer dudes would come over. They'd set up their systems, game. We'd throw wild parties. It was great. All the dudes were 21, could buy liquor. I was underage. Um, but I was in the safety of my own home by people that I trusted. Um, so, of course, I had my fun time um, throwing parties and being in college, going for art, super fun. Um, around 2009, I moved to Mishawaka. Um, and that's where I think my road kind of split in my path. Like, I was on one one solid path my whole life and i feel like coming to indiana was like the catalyst to change it all which in hindsight was perfect because i had my firstborn son and met the love of my life so not bad right uh it was just a rocky start so when i first moved here um it was with the boyfriend that i got the first apartment with um and things just started to 
take a completely different vibe in the relationship. We were both still very young. He was a little bit older. Um, but at that point in our relationship, like we were good spending time together, but we also became really good at not spending time together, um, which was a very different vibe for us. And then he said, and I'll never forget, and this was a weird moment for me, and obviously hindsight's 2020, but in the moment, um, if I can play back the moment for you, I remember standing in the kitchen. Um, he and I were also rooming with one of my best friends and her boyfriend at the time, so two couples in one place, and her and I were in the kitchen. Boyfriend at the time walks in, and he starts making plans for like a year or two in advance, and that wasn't necessarily his style. Like, we had been together for like two years at this point, almost. So, you know, like for young couples, like that's kind of a long time. And then he started to talk marriage. Now, this is something I had thought I absolutely wanted. We had said something before, you know, but he spoke in definitives, folks. He said, yeah, I figured by next year we'd be engaged and like married by the following. What? Like, I know we talked about the prospect of marriage. <clears throat> like, we wanted it. We liked the idea with each other. And I was a person where if I was in a relationship, like, I was in a relationship with that person. But the thought of marriage and, like, all of a sudden me realizing, like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, like, we're cool. But, like, we haven't been cool. Like, I realized, like, we haven't been vibing. And then here he's thinking this. So I'm like, oh, gosh, we're on two different pages guys you know i could have handled it differently uh maybe i could have communicated <laughs> um what did i do hmm. i was a deer in headlights and i got the hell out of dodge it was not the most graceful exit um it is not something i am proud of um it was somebody that I truly did care about. They were a wonderful person. I loved them before we were in a relationship. Um, their family was my family. Um, his sister was my best friend and my sister. His mom was more my mom than my mom sometimes. So that, even though it was just a dating relationship, by the end of it, felt like a brutal divorce. Um, so then silly me, stupid me, jumps into another relationship. I find a dude that's completely opposite of what I had. Unpredictable. Not very stable. Is not your normal mellow country football guy. He's, oh, I've been emo. I'm artistic. So I went complete 180 um, and just kind of like dove head first because this person was into the things that I couldn't necessarily share with the last person. You know, I got to explore a side of me that I never really got to. And that was exciting. Um, but down the road, it, that was about three years. So that takes me past to like 22. Um, lies were told. I don't like lies. And that all ended. Um, so that one was a marriage a kid and a divorce within a three-year span um, from 2009 till wait hold on no 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 give me more credit no it was 2010 to 2013 so yes three years um, that was a very 
different time for me because I feel like when I split from my first serious boyfriend, I was on such a different path. That period of my life, those three years, I call the dark ages. Um, that is not to be mean or slight that person I was in a marriage with. Um, simply because when I try to think back to who I was, my mindset, where I was, what I was thinking about, my plans, like what I did day to day, I couldn't tell you. Before those three years, I can tell you how I structured my day, how I approached things, how I thought, whether it was right or wrong. I could tell you where my mind was at. Those three years, I couldn't tell you. And I think a lot of it, um, I was just kind of shot off in the dark. You know, like in space, all of a sudden, I ran out of gas and here I am still tumbling in outer space. It's new. It's exciting. I'm like, cool. But I don't know what's going on. I'm in shock. Um, So when it ended in 2013, that was when it all came crashing down for me. I think that was when I finally stopped running from everything that sent me running in the first place from my first serious relationship um i mean i don't regret my marriage i have a beautiful amazing child that came out of that that i believe he was absolutely meant to be here but those three years were definitely teaching years definitely the dark ages and when i came out of the divorce there were times that i was completely alone right i had to split the time with my young one and my ex-husband and I, we do it 50-50, right down the line. Like we both want 100% and we can't both have 100%. So we settle for the next best, 50-50. And that 50-50 obviously allowed me to be alone. And that's something I hadn't been ever, right? I was living at home with my mom and my sisters Then I moved out with my boyfriend and two friends. Then I moved into another apartment with my boyfriend and two friends. Then I moved back home for like two days, you know. Then I got another apartment. Started, you know, dating with the dude, like living with the dude that I married. Right? And then all of a sudden, I'm divorced. I'm 22. 23 years old. And it is the first time I have ever been alone. I have never lived alone. And let me tell you folks, when you've been running for 22, 23 years from all of those thoughts, when you're sitting still in your apartment with nothing to distract you, hit me like a freight train. And I remember the first time I ever had a panic attack. I was in my kitchen making Liam some food. And I know I was like short on money for bills. I had like just moved in, right? It was only my second month. I lived in a shady apartment building. The building had so many violation codes. I used the fire escape to get in and out of my apartment. I didn't use the main hallway because it was disgusting and gross and I didn't trust it. I was a couple blocks away from a shooting at one point. Um, I didn't sleep much there. 
And when Liam was there, I just kept him in the apartment. We didn't go near the windows. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't, like, keep him, like, hiding in a corner. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I didn't go check the mail. I, I tried not to take the trash out when he was there. I was hyper vigilant, um, which also caused a lot of the anxiety, like not sleeping, all this stress. And I was standing in the kitchen, making him a snack plate. He was watching Wreck-It Ralph. And all of a sudden I just started to shake. Like when I went to go put the plate down for him on the coffee table, my thumbs started to lock up and I just, I almost couldn't breathe and I started to freak out. And I remember going to the bathroom, like I was gonna splash water on my face. And I, I flipped out. I like couldn't breathe, I couldn't see, I was seeing spots, I fell on the ground, I was hyperventilating, my hands locked up, I couldn't move my hands, I couldn't open or close them. Terrifying. And when it slowly started to subside, and I only had some sobs left, I called my best friend Kelly, tried to catch my breath, and I was like, what just happened to me? And she explained to me, you just had a panic attack. I've had them too. They fucking suck. It won't be your last. And I just like, one, had to soak all this in because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, she went through this too? And I, I, was, I didn't know? And like, that was kind of the moment where I realized like she was the only person I wanted to call about that. You know what I'm saying? And how many other people are hiding this? So 2013 was the moment that it all came crashing down. And I would say from 2013 to 15, that's when it was really dark. Um, I was dating Nick at the time. We had just started dating and he didn't know about my anxiety and depression right off the bat. And I hid that for a while, which didn't help. Um, but around 2015, when we started to talk about it with each other, is when I really started to be able to formulate the plans for getting better. And around 2015 is when I also 100% started dedicating myself to yoga. Like, I started doing it for myself. Um, I started doing it for the anxiety, for a purpose, not just for working out, but to really dive deeper into it and that's when I really started to find my stride you know like coffee in the morning that was my me time yoga me time and in between with the meditation and the yoga and just taking those moments for me is where the magic happened and I just kept following this pattern over and over for the last several years and just kept diving, diving just a little deeper each time and then I started to open up and share because a lot of my friends had seen me go from a really dark place back to the person that they knew. Um, and they kind of wanted to know how, right? So I started to share. I started to share, hey, look, I totally feel this way. Like, I think A, B, and C. And some people are like, what? No. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, like, runs through my head all the time. And when I started to share these experiences, I realized people would come back and say, oh my gosh, this helped me. I shared this with so-and-so. I told my friend so-and-so to follow you, you know, on Instagram or whatever, because you're so inspirational. You help with this and that. 
and it really started to like you know make me feel so great and then it went step far like went one step farther and people started asking me when are you going to start teaching yoga when are you going to start teaching this when are you going to start coaching or like doing a podcast and at first i was like what the heck is everyone talking about like i'm just over here doing my thing and that's when i kind of realized this is a thing that everybody should be able to do i went from a place of nowhere near accomplishing this to doing it and wanting to do more and that's kind of where yoga coffee magic came from i just slowly started to say no more i am a mom i am responsible for this little person's life and when i think back over my childhood unfortunately i had a a lot of adults that let me down not their fault they're human they did the best they could with what they had at the time but i am choosing to do more and to be better you know over the years i've went through a lot of therapy sessions and honestly i'll probably go through several more and of course children are a product of their environment and their upbringing and i know that a lot of the habits that i have to work to overcome and to change are from my upbringing and i don't hold the grudges against any of the adults i believe honestly that each one of those lessons make you who you are and you choose how you respond but i'm also choosing how i respond in my adult life and in how i parent my children and i don't want to put my insecurities on them i don't want to feed their head with negativity i want to give them useful tools to navigate any challenges that they have in life or any successes i want them to know how to navigate them and to do well and to succeed and when they don't how to handle that because you cannot succeed 100 percent of the time and having that expectation that you can especially for children is nothing but damaging so as an adult i choose to reparent myself i choose to take different paths and a more positive path and i hope maybe if there's some of you out there that have had similar situations you'll know you can do the same there are actually therapists out there that have certain types of therapies where you can do you know hypnoregression and go back through childhood trauma um, meditations where you can focus and nurture your inner child you know if you feel that sense of you know like oh i'm so angry like that's that inner child you can let that go there's ways of letting that go and reparenting that Um, and that's what i have worked for over these last several years and i feel like that's been the the catalyst of what's projected yoga coffee magic and that's where these lessons come from these ideas come from because i am working through 30 years of things that i have you know locked away or maybe didn't deal with in the right mindset and as i continue to work and grow i can grow through those things and you know untangle them and live in the present and i hope i can share that knowledge and bring you guys with me and what i've learned even though 
I may have not had the best childhood. I am strong. I am resilient. I have a huge heart for any and all. But you also don't cross me. I am sweet and sour. I am sweet tarts. I am, you know, here or there. I am not in the middle. I am an artist. I am a photographer. I am a mother, a friend, a lover. Hopefully, I'm a plant mom. And I am someone who is just creative. I am a light worker, and my goal from here on out is to continue to share that with you guys. So, thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for even wanting to do better and be better in your life. I hope I can continue to inspire you guys, and maybe you can even inspire somebody in your life. Going forward with Yoga Coffee Magic, I think I am going to switch up the content just a little bit though. I love doing the podcasts and I have a lot of fun, but I do find that sometimes I filter myself or over edit and over analyze and I want to dabble in a couple other things. So going forward right now, I am going to do a bi-weekly podcast. I will still be present on Instagram every day. You will have your Magic Monday videos to get you started, and then I will plan fun little things to do throughout the month of February. Um, I have like fun little activities for every day of the week, and then I'm also going to do a basic yoga challenge. And then hopefully, if we can get enough people enjoying that, then I will start up my Twitch channel and start incorporating my streaming videos. Now, I don't know how frequently I'm going to stream on Twitch. That might just start to be like maybe one to three days a week. Well, we'll see. After the yoga challenge for February, we'll see. Um, As far as my podcasts go, I'm also going to do more on bringing guests for you. Um, I know I've had a couple in the past, one or two where we went to record and it didn't work out. So I'm really going to hunker down, get people scheduled, and get them in. Because I know a lot of you want to be here, and I want you here. I just got to get over this weird mindset that I'm stuck in, and I'm doing it. I promise, I'm doing it. So stay tuned, guys. This season, we're only going up from here. We're only doing more and only going farther. So thank you for tuning in and don't forget, you can always contact me at yogacoffeemagic at gmail.com and leave your girl a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we get noticed and that's how I can share this message to more people and maybe even help out a younger generation and help them through some really tough times. So leave your girl a review, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and I'll see you back here in two weeks for the next episode of season two. Artwork by Justine Backus and music by Sean Leisure.